sorry about that. And he's back, and he's got water. <sighs> he's hydrated. Yeah, man, I'm drinking loads of it. I was because, like, I've been, like I said, I went on a bike ride, big bike ride, and a skate earlier, so I'm just like pretty dehydrated. Uh, what we're talking, yeah, random stories uh, with public interaction. Mm. Uh, yeah, so the other day I was out filming with Sam Wembley. Geezer comes up like mid, probably like 60 odd or something, quite, quite stocky, fag in his mouth, looks quite eccentric with his uh, clothing style. Um, then he comes up, he's like, oh, talking about the skating. And he says he used to be like this world professional, like ballet, not like ballet dancing on skates, but he was some kind of dan- dancing skater. And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I've got a picture of me with like uh, Prince Charles here. We're like, yeah, cool, man. And he whips out his phone and he actually does. He had the these, he was like skating, and there's Prince Charles with him. Um, so we filmed that, it was quite funny. Um, you had the guy, Dustin Latimer, um, that uh, sorry, the backslide that Bauer did in the 5789 promo dirtbox edit. Yeah, does the backslide at the end of that drop rail. Um, and the guy at the bottom was. Just watching, and then uh, James was about to give up, and the guy was like, "Dude, you, you should keep going." Like, uh, I used to skate, and then he was like, "He mentioned Dustin Latimer," and then obviously that gave James the juice to get back up there and do it. He's like, "Well, fuck, man, well, I've come here to do that based upon a backslide that Dustin Latimer has done," and then he did it. Oh, I need you know? I, I need to show those clips back to back actually, so that people can see. Yeah, James's backslide yeah. and the Dustin one from Coupe de Ta, because, yeah. Yeah, um, it was sick, man. And then, you know, the, the, there's the obvious one that was in Devotion where Leon did the, the drop-in, come at the other side, and the top sole, gap top sole down. And, you know, that's the third time we've been there. He was gassed, like, it was a hot day. He was wearing that thick-ass um, shirt as well, you know, flannel shirt. And it was like, he was in too deep to be able to take it off. He was like, nah, nah, I'm keeping this on. Um, and got the, got the continuity for, uh, for, for footage. Yeah. And then, yeah. So the woman came back, you know, she walked past the first time. Um, and she was like, oh yeah, cool, cool. And then she came back, um, and was just like, yeah, hyped on it and told us, you know, she thinks more kids should be doing what we're doing rather than, you know, being behind their laptops or being behind their iPads or phones. Um, there was a lot of content with, with of that, which wasn't in the actual devotion. Um, but yeah, she, she brought that, that good vibe. Um, and then he did it. He did it, I think, within a few goes after she came back. And we were just like, fuck, man. Like, I, I think I even saying it, I was like, fuck, did that just happen? Like, because we, we, it was like, he, he, I think he'd said he was going to stop or, had tried to stop and I was like, no nah, man, just keep 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 it going. And um yeah, it paid off, man. I think it is just those like various various sources of inspiration that aren't always likely. Like for example, with Sam with the hop in the kink, like yeah. if the security guard didn't come, would he have got it that quick? Well like Leon don't know. like Leon with the woman, like if the woman came along and said that and you know didn't, I don't know, maybe it like warmed his heart a little bit or inspired him, would he have but he definitely I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be the, the a pessimistic when it comes to those things because I know I'm like to see my, my mates you know go through with it until the end. But I do believe like he was his energy levels were depleted beyond belief. Do you know what I mean? Like he was he was in he was beyond the red zone. 
And so I don't think he would have got it. I really don't think he would have got it. And that's not putting any kind of negativity upon Leon skating or like whatever. I think it was just the fact that if it wasn't within those next few goes, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, You have said to me on more than one occasion that you believe you're like a hack and you don't have, you're like, oh yeah, like I don't, I don't really know what I'm doing with my camera or. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no, calling I'm, I'm calling bullshit on that because I watched Carter LeBlanc's bank cast today and he basically credits you for saying if it wasn't for you, he wouldn't know how to properly export and do the settings on his VX. Well, Carter said that. Yes. No, that's the opposite way around, I'm sure of it. No, nope. he, he taught he, me he, so he, much. He said, he, he said he contacted you for to get information for like that, like ideal settings and you, he definitely, I, I literally watched this today. He said that well, you this is that knowledge on him. So you can't be that much of a hack. Nah, nah, dude. Like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I've, I'm positive, right? Because he released Chance of Rain 2 and we were speaking about settings and he was saying his settings were a bit darker. And that he was going to start filming at a, a different setting so it would be more lighter. Like the, the image was so crisp, but it was actually a bit dark. Um, I think his F, well, whatever. I don't know what the set, I don't even know what the fucking settings are called. I just okay. play around with them until they look okay. But half the time it just looks a bit half assed. Whereas his Carter's footage is always consistent, always crisp. Like he's so, so good at nailing. The right settings whereas i'm just like oh that looks all right i'll go with that because i don't i generally don't know what i'm doing i generally don't uh, i really don't i watched the beagle stuff back in 2013 when i got the 2000s and uh, and then i stuck with it but i think there was a period it was actually uh just after sober when i didn't have any camera stuff and uh, i wasn't in the best mindset and i completely forgot how i was setting the camera up before and then since then, I've just I've just winged it, like completely winged it. Okay. Yeah, I'll take a word for it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Ge- I genuinely believe it is harder to film in the UK though than it is in the US because we have got, and I've I've mentioned this to so many people, and they're like, "Oh man, like you wouldn't believe, like you you can literally be filming a clip and you can film it like mm. four or five times in the same setting, and then like they, say like the person's struggling with the trick, and then they'll land it, and then you'll look and the, a cloud's gone over or like the sun's changed yeah. and you're like, it's, it's a completely different like yeah. light set and it goes from being sunny bright 20 degrees like basically have like you can almost have the sensor closed and still be capturing everything and then it turns out yeah. if, you, if you didn't basically turn it the whole way and have it almost open it would have just looked like a nighttime shot you don't yeah. get you don't get those like rapid extremes of of like light change in the states i've not yeah. whenever, whenever i've been there the weather's always either consistently good or consistently bad it's not like but, rapidly changing every minute yeah it's it's, it's fascinating because um you know it's in sweet shin music bauer does that really good back south um on, the, on a quite a long ledge and comes out forward and stomps it out the the lighter ledges are like it looks like a new and you, I know yeah, it's just you a back, that leg that is quite high and it goes along for a bit. And yeah. uh, but that clip in itself, just as we're coming up to the ledge, clouds cover the sky. The actual clip is well dark, so I had to fuck around with that a bit in the editing uh, to make that look okay. But then again, I think it's not just the weather. Some spots, like in, in London, there's so many buildings, tall buildings and stuff that you could be like going at one 
going up, uh, you know, a trick at one part of a spot in a line and then go to another part of the line, but it's in a completely different shade. Yeah. So you have to, I guess that's when the ND filter comes into play. I think I played around with the ND filter a little bit in Devotion. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just is what it is. You have to play around with it, I guess, and just fingers crossed it all comes out all right. But then, you know, you can always adjust shit in After Effects and Premiere and whatever you're using. Yeah. Um, you said you weren't that much of a fan of your filming of, in Sam's section, but just managing to get that reel-to-reel alone is a blinder because, yeah, the security guard's in the way. And even if Sam yeah. has given you a heads up, that's that's probably one of the most stressful, difficult situations you can be in as a filmer. Like Because for all you know... Nah. No, nah, you, you can be prepared. The secu- for all you know, the security guard could have just shoved his hand in front of your lens just before he went. Oh, well, he, he would have got pushed over. <laughs> like, like no one, <laughs> he, was no a, one he was a big boy. You weren't pushing him over. No one, no one touches the camera. No one does. No one does that. Like there, there have been some instances where I've been like, "You want to take this camera? I'm going to smash you in the face with it." There's no fucking chance of someone taking my camera or lens off of me without that being broke. You're not walking away with my shit and selling that. I'm breaking that on you, on the floor, whatever it is, before you get your hands on it. So you pull out a knife, I'm just chucking that at you, I'm chucking it on the floor, I'm smashing you in the face with it. Like I, there was a time, I think it was on the first first edit I did when I had the 2000s. Uh, is it, was it on the, uh, the first London one, Capital Rollers London thing? I can't remember what we called it. But at the end, there's this dude... And he's like, he hits my, the, the, the camera and the lens. And I, I say to him, like, dude, you fucking try that again. And this is going straight in your fucking face or something along the lines of that. And, uh, you know, I wasn't joking. We had an argument after that. I remember it was, uh, I think Billy, Billy Doyle was there. Maybe, maybe Elliot, I can't remember. But we, I think we were, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, I, I've, I've always stuck by that. Like, no one's taking my shit. Either you're getting it. And it's going to get you broke or it's getting broke. There's no way you're walking away with that and selling that. No chance. Oh, yeah. If someone tried to steal the camera, but I mean, no, as in, I mean, as in the guy's just like putting his hand in front of it so that you don't get the clip. Nah, uh, you, you'll lose a hand, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to lose. You're going to lose something. But you, um, yeah, you know, but it's not going back to the original point of um, is it stressful? Nah, we, we've dealt with security guards for years and years. The way we deal with them now is slightly different to where we dealt with them like 10, 15 years ago, which was, you know, all of that and giving it all the all the big birdies. Yeah. Um, but nowadays it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, mate. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. Yeah, yeah. And it, sometimes we will, and then we'll come back in five minutes. Or in that case, Sam just cut, came out of nowhere. I wasn't even prepared and did it. And then, I mean, yeah. But it's never, it's never like, I think when there is stress, it's when police are on the way or police are there or something. Then it's like fuck. We've got loads of evidence of criminal destruction. And like if you're in the if you're in the radius of the square mile in London, they have their own police force. The 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 um, financial districts have their own police force and their own separate rules. So you know there have been instances in the past where we've had herds of police come and rugby tackle people you know skaters down to the ground and and all of that where we've had to like some people have had to hide under cars whatever it may be because yeah you know that's how they get down i've heard of yeah i've heard of that in barcelona like people having to basically run and hide their skates and like just walk down the street in liners and stuff i've never heard of it happening in the uk yeah yeah there was one massive incident at the barbican used to be these ledges up above 
called Strawberry Ledges, and there was this one time, and police came from every direction, and there was literally this, these were the days when there was like at least thirty skaters out, you know, at the weekend. Yeah. And so you'd have to disperse it in any which way possible. I think my mate Sai, he got he got rugby, he definitely got rugby tackled down to the ground. Um, I think was it Matt Watt? Some some people had to hide under cars, and that was a fact. You know, that was what was going down. You know. Has has there ever been like? Did you tell me a story? I can't I can't like figure out if I've remembered this wrong. Did you tell me a story yeah. about being attacked by a meat cleaver or something? Or like, yeah, 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 or, yeah, or yeah, there was yeah. a gang with meat cleavers or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I mention that last time? I really can't remember the stories I told last time, but um, yeah, yeah, we're at Canada Water, which is near Canary Wharf. Um, there was a sick rail in this school um it was like it was so low it was like just above knee height or something quite it was mellow good length uh, so we were like cool we sick let's go there but we all knew it was a pretty pretty dodgy area um there was also going off on a tangent there was also the bonus of going to decathlon and decathlon at the time sold solomon's so a bunch of us well i said a bunch of us people would go in there and like take their old battered solomon liners in <laughs> swap them for the new yes. ones fresh shots and, uh, and then off you go. That was, the, the, you know, those are the good old days. Um, but, uh, yeah, so going back to the story, yeah, so we were in the school, you had to climb over this fucking tall fence to get in, so it wasn't like a quick in-out thing, especially when there's like 20, 20 skaters, right? So we're all skating the rail, Welland and Russ Alford and all, their, all those guys were there, and there was a bunch of people in town. I think this was... Uh, yeah, can't remember. Yeah, maybe 2002 or three or four, maybe, I don't know. They'll blend into one. But yeah, next to it, there's this big mound, big mounds outside the school. Um, and we called it Teletubby. There was a rail, actually, Sam Sam skated it in uh, Sam Super Sunday edit I did. He does a backside at the very end, goes up this little transition and down and then backsides. It's a massive, long, fat down rail. Okay. Um, so this group of kids start, start heckling at us in the school um and they're looking for a fight half half of the people at the rail were just like ah fuck them let's just keep skating other half were like nah let's get out of here we're not feeling this vibe um and then more and more of these these you know these huge start coming coming up to the to, to the school we're like fuck we should probably start to get, get out of here now and then so we climb over and we're like, fuck, like, let's go up Teletubby and then we can scope the situation and get out. So we go up to the top of the hill and as we're coming up, more and more of these, these you know, these guys start coming out. And uh, funny enough, like Hayden, so Hayden's the guy in True Kindness and Balls, his brother Lewis was there that day and he's like this martial arts expert. And uh, yeah, he starts going down the hill towards them. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and yeah, this one guy had a fucking meat cleaver on him. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he wanted to do some damage or something, or like, I guess in London, there are certain areas where, you know, when you're younger, there's territorial issues. You're like, you don't step in my hoods, yeah. you know, you don't, you don't piss on, on my area, you know what I mean? And we're pissing in their area, essentially. So yeah, they wanted, they wanted some of it. Um, but so yeah, Lewis what, went down there. Well, I recall nothing. Nothing happened. Like, right. huh? Yeah, so, nothing really happened. I don't think. I can't remember. No, I don't, there definitely wasn't a fight, but there was a dispute. And then 
majority of people, majority of our skaters have bounced. Um, a few of us waited for you know for Lewis, and then yeah, and then that was that. I think. See, that's like that's one of those. Well, there's a lot of those experiences. Is a it's really difficult to explain to someone who doesn't skate because I've lost count of the amount of times where I've been you know, you've trespassed or whatever and you've climbed over a fence and someone's like, get out. And you're like, cool, come and get me. Because <laughs> you know, they're yeah, like, yeah. You're, not, you're not climbing the fence. Like, we'll leave when we're ready to leave. But then there's, yeah. like, there's other times where, like you said, there's a group of people and they're not adults. They're just, maybe they're even kids your age and they're perfectly happy to climb the fence and start shit. Yeah. And then you're yeah. trapped. And I've been in a situation multiple times where I've either got mugged or got my ass kicked because you're in this secluded place, like I don't know, a schoolyard when it's you know at the weekend, or skating a spot under a bridge, and it's basically you and like three mates, and you're very vulnerable, like you are alone, and you're alone in a place where you should not be, and then someone yeah. decides to take advantage of that, and you're basically yeah. sitting ducks, like it's bit like that happened to me when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I was like. Yeah. I was like pencil thin. I wasn't fighting anyone. I was. I did get yeah. mass kicked by anyone. So, that- well, I mean, like think about it. At that time, we were around that same age. I mean, I'd say the kids, but we were almost kids at that point as well, like twenty, early twenties, and stuff like that. And a lot of them as well. They were probably around that age, although some of them were younger. But they have a lot to prove. Like if they go, mate, we just fucked someone up. You know what I mean? They're going to earn the, 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 the street cred and all of that. So, let alone like we had camera equipment and all this stuff, money. You yeah. know what I mean? And these kids, like, not from a privileged background, that just don't give a fuck. So, but things that you see now we're older and everything, we handle things differently, and we 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 don't we're not so vulnerable. We don't look that vulnerable now. Yeah. So it's very rare. Even though we go to some of the dirtiest escape, uh, estates in London, where you know there uh, there was the one oh, fuck what's it called now? That one estate it was in uh, it was in Devotion a little bit. It was in Harry's section a little bit. It's, it's all like brick banks and shit. The, the, the estate's phenomenal. It's like a skate park. You can't even go to every spot in one day in that, in that place, but it's it's got a reputation. I've forgotten the fucking name of it now. Um, but if you Google it and you click on images, it's just mugshots. It's just mugshots, mugshots, mugshots. Okay. Um, and the stories like behind there, like there was one, one story of, uh, of uh, you know, an OAP that was disabled and he got mugged for something like 85 5p on his front door. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, it was crazy. And even then when we were there, like with Harry, there was so much weird shit going on constantly. Like, you know, we saw a mum. It was early. It was early in the morning, right around 11 a.m. And there was a wedding going on. And this woman was walking past being propped up by her young kids. We're talking about 10 minus because she was fucked up you know it's just you know it's just weird but yeah yeah i think that is one of those things like yeah like i was saying when you're a teenager because you're a kid you look young and you look vulnerable and you're easy prey and they're like oh those kids look as if they might have like some money but then when you're older especially now like we're skating now that we're skating it's even weirder because we're like old like we're in our 30s and skating a bunch of teenagers don't want to start shit with a bunch of 30 year olds on skates because we already look like an anomaly anyway. Yeah. And you when you, you say you say that, actually mentioning that same estate, I went there with Bauer once, just me and him, and I thought it was a bit risky anyway. But so we're filming a trick early on a Sunday morning because we thought, you know, it'd be a prime time to go, you know, not much is probably going on in that place at that time. And as we're filming a trick, 
And this guy walks out of the flats with a policeman. And the police guy is looking at us going, he comes up and he goes, do you guys know where you are? Like, do you know you look, you're like sitting ducks there, man? And we're like, yeah, we know this, but we're taking a risk. Like, I'm only just standing on top of this wall with a HD camera and he's skating and our bags are just over there somewhere. And it's like, yeah, we were. We, we were asking for it. We didn't get it. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a big risk. Um, uh, but actually saying that, you know, these days, a lot of the young kids are really interested now. It, it's no longer about, oh, look, they're a target. It's actually like, fuck you know because who, who who i'm hanging around with and what they're doing on their skates is actually so respectful and interesting they're like dude i've never seen that before like and they're, they're they're hyped on it you know yeah and then they bring out stories about when they used to skate as a kid and start relating and then you you walk away from that situation going well that could have gone either way it could have already fucked but actually we we've just enlightened these kids as to in their height because now they want to go skate so Plus a lot of it, yeah, is like you said earlier about how you interact with people now because I guess mm. maybe when you're younger, yeah. you might have been a little bit more defensive and been like, yeah, wh- like what the fuck do you, like, you know, or got your back up or been like, well, instantly yeah. assumed they wanted to start shit. Whereas now I think if they approach you and they just, they're, they're polite to you, you tend to be yeah. polite and friendly back. So we'll never judge a big boy's cover. And I think that's what we used to do as well. We'd be like, oh shit, there's a gang and we we start freaking out they look at that and assess and be like, oh, look, these guys are a bunch of pussies. Or like, they look scared of us. In fact, if you just stand your ground and just chill, be calm, the chance of them doing that are probably slim to none because they'll probably just be like, hey, what's up? Let's see what's going on. And then you show them what's going on and they're like, damn, that's sick. Because when you're skating, at, you know, filming with people at the higher end of the, the spectrum, there's no denying that what that is. is, is fucking crazy, but... Yeah. But then again, it depends on what the kid's business is. I mean, I remember Leon telling me the story. He was at King's Cross once and they're, you know, they were going to chill out, whatever. And some young kids came up and they're like, nah, this ain't, you got to go. Like, this is our, this is, obviously they're in like, you know, it's probably a cracky, junky area. Um, well, it is, it is, it's known for it. And uh, they were probably on turf where a lot of stuff was going on where they didn't need attention being drawn to them. You know? So who knows? I mean, like all these robbings, knivings, snatching and grabbing is happening all the time in London. So we do have, we, we get a bit complacent at times because like I said, we go to the worst places, the worst renowned estates and all of this. And we get, we get away with shit, you know, but for how long? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. for how like... long to the point where it's like, we, we have to walk home naked, which has happened to some kid uh, at a PlayStation years back. There's the infamous time, uh, tunnel uh, pathway that goes over the subway tracks and I can't remember the kid's name at the time but it used to be a PlayStation rap and uh, yeah he got, he got stripped naked he had to go home naked man wow yeah <laughs> yeah they took everything they're like you're going home butt naked and we're going to so, point yeah. and laugh at you all the way it's it's so funny like Ladbroke Grove and you've got a skate park and yeah there's some there's some like dodgy bits around there and then you literally walk like what is it like five ten minutes and then you're at Notting Hill and it's like these ridiculously yeah. expensive multi-million pound like two-bedroom flats yeah I mean I mean granted that area was bad it's a lot better now but you can be anywhere at any time and some bad shit happen I mean today I was just going down the road here on my bike I put a little picture up on my Instagram story probably shouldn't but hey ho but they had a dude in the middle of the road with a gun pointing at him yeah and then four officers i saw 
were going in and raiding the house. I literally just must have missed the beginning of it. Literally just missed it. And I was like, huh, okay. That's Didn't a drugs that raid. Shit. That's got to be a drugs raid. You, well, yeah. You, they don't like, bring out oh, the guns for nothing. They've got the number, you know, it would have been convenient. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean, though? It's, it's just like, wow, you just don't know what's happening next yeah. door. So you can be in the worst place. Like I said, you've been in the worst, worst uh, estate in London and it'd be actually chill. You could be in the, the nicest part of London and it's like, head off, murder, shot, whatever, you know. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Um, you went through like a phenomenally productive period there where you put out Alex's section, Vanilla, Devotion, yeah. Sweet Shin Music, and then obviously it's culminated in Sam's section. Was was that intentional or did you have a plan where you were like, I want to get these epic parts out of these people or like, I want to cross these off or did it happen organically? Like, how did that? Uh, vanilla happened organically, I believe. No, I mean, like, I, wanted, I wanted to do, I always wanted to do another one with Alex. But I think at that point, I think it was when my mind, there's something happened with my mind where I wanted to start filming, but I wanted to, I wanted to film a bit better. I wanted to change how, how I was doing that. And I think Vanilla showed, I think the filming in that was slightly different from everything that I'd filmed in the past. Um, and then with that, it was kind of like, I think the juice from that was, I think I was bored with pretty much 90% of everything that was out of that, that, that moment. I was, I was having a few rants and raves, uh, at the time on social media about certain videos or certain things in skating, I was just like fucking bored with it. And that was my mindset at the time. Um, I look back on those videos now, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? But I think my, my mind at that moment was so precise on what it wanted and that was stimulation. It really needed something that was just like raw and good. And, and, that, and then so vanilla was called vanilla because it was kind of like, well, it's not vanilla, it's not playing like in my, in my eyes at the moment, that moment, I was like, "This is exactly what I wanted. I wanted some fucking pumping ass music to some dirty street and with some hammers and just shit and, and on the BX." And I felt like that that did its job for me anyway. But um, but yeah, so then you guys, put, like, you guys put a lot of work into it. Like it looked. It, was, it looked like it was filmed in quite a few locations because I recognised Manchester spots. I recognised the Sheffield spots. Um, yeah like it looked like was there london in there as well it looked like there was, no, there, was there was there was a little bit of london and a little bit of reading so it was there was only a it wasn't done in that many filming sessions i i don't think i can't remember my, my memory's so bad but you, you obviously uh, made a concerted effort to be like right we're not just going to skate the same shit that you've skated before nah, we're going to definitely I, go to new terrain yeah 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 i mean like it was suggesting we went to sheffield because i've never been to those spots and it was like i've always wanted to go it was they're always in the they're all so close to each other it's so weird they're like literally all on the, on the one street it's amazing yeah. it's, i couldn't believe it and it was just such a like a grom moment to be like ha sick i finally come to this spot and like give it a hug <laughs> it's, it's it um but yeah then he came down to london for a day went to turnpike he did that 270 back ride to wall ride and then reading for a day but i think at that moment i think alex wasn't in the like the, the 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 hype wasn't quite there so we didn't get as much as probably wanted um but it was fine man um yeah and then uh, yeah and then so we dropped that um and i was ecstatic with that i i, I, I loved doing that i think alex 
originally wanted to use some other tune and i was like i've got i've just got this song in my head that was pumping away and i was like i want to use that man and he was that he was down for us so that was cool we met the middle with that mc was it mc ren mc ren yeah. yeah fuck what fuck what you heard i yeah. think it was yeah and then then <laughs> um, it, was, it was odb at the end wasn't it yeah, yeah. Man, he put that on he put that on in the car ride back from sheffield and i was like right we're using this we're like i said it's being used like there's no way this is not being used because it's like like alex loves odb his mate had just passed away there was there was so much that would like related to that song and also it's jokes the song is funny as hell yeah. and uh and it brings that light-hearted feel vibe so it was good to end on that i think and uh there was a few b-roll clips now that were nice um so i right, you know i hope i did alex justice with, with that one i feel like i did yeah. um yeah and then and then that that and then because of that and the response from that that and then inspired me to want to go more with that flow of like the, the b-roll type stuff etc which went on to then sweet shit music and devotion etc yeah um yeah bower section was just and yeah like i've already said it to you before and james that that's my favorite section he's ever made and I do yeah. think it's I think it's almost impossible to top for him just because yeah, I just think it's the best example that anyone's likely to see of his skating. And you guys yeah. clearly spent a ton of time and energy on it and a lot of thought went into getting that variety of spots on it. Cause yeah, there's there's just stuff in there that I've never seen him skate before. Or like yeah. that type of it, obstacle. So yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely like mature, the mature like the most mature version of his skating, I think. Um, just trying to think now. Um, yeah, definitely the most mature style. And we took a, we took our time with it. There was no pressure with it. Um, certain spots we go to, uh, you know, just me and him or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. There was a lot of diversity, and I think I'd, I'd been exploring parts of London as well. And there, you know, those spots were like, well, let's go to that. Let's try this one out. You know. Because I know I know James is skating well, so well enough to be like I've seen that spot. That's you, mate. Like, do you know what I mean? I, th- yeah. I think I tend to do that with a lot of the guys now. It's like I'll see shit and be like, "That's got your name written all over it." Let's let's go. Do you know what I mean? I think I think that's also a part a, a part of what a filmer and a a, a filmer should be doing is actually yeah, like you're you know, basically you're, you're, you're a location your, scout, and you have to understand yeah. who you're filming and what what will appeal to them or what they're capable yeah. of and then how to push them and like push their capabilities it's like don't just let the skater do everything like you like i i film because i want to see what i want to see like I, I i am a viewer too but what i put out is how i vision skating right so if i see a, tr- a, a spot i'm like right who, who's got uh, who's got the capability or who who might step up to it like who has got the the capability but isn't quite there yet that would be able to push themselves so you know regardless then you might get a few bails and then the, the trick landed and yeah. then how does that go into the you, it builds it up and then you're like fuck yeah that's sick man like you get to see them they conquer themselves and conquer the spot conquer the fear and all of that so there's a lot to be said within the filmer's role i keep i keep wanting to refer to it as the filmer's job but it shouldn't it shouldn't be a job unless you're getting paid. It should be just be like, cool, you know, I'm repping my right. mates. Call, call it like the, the, film, the filmer's responsibility. 
Right, right, right. Well, it, again, it's a responsibility. Though. I'm not trying to tell filmers or anything like you should be doing this, but it should be a case of you should be if you're out filming your mates, then you should be trying to like push them yep. to the best and, and see them follow it through, not be like, oh, what would you want to do now? And then they get a few tries into it. And you're like, oh, I'm fed up. I'm, I'm done. I want to put the camera away, which I've seen many times over. And it's just like, well, if you're going to be that kind of filmer, just bugger off. What's the point? <laughs> That's it. Like you, you seem to have like the soldier mentality where you're like, nah, this is like, we're, we're in this together. Like if you're taking a beating, then I'm devoting myself to it as well. And if, if you win, we both win. So if it rains, well, like, yeah. like if it yeah, rains, yeah. if someone well, kicks us out, if someone's being aggressive, we're just, we're getting through all of it. We're getting it. Yeah. Cause there's a story to be told. There's always a story to be told and the more exciting the story, the better it becomes. So you got to do it not only just just for your mate, which is the sole primary purpose, but you want to do it for the for the for the jokes, for the like ah, everything just got fucked up right there, and it's brilliant. Um, so you had James's, then it was Leon's came out, yeah, and all of that, all of that was before you moved to London, yeah. So when you moved to London, did you move there with the intention of carrying on that momentum and putting out more yeah. stuff, or what was like what yeah. was what was the motivation yeah, yeah. behind so, moving so, to London? So things weren't working out that well for me in Reading, um, and there was a lot of stress. Like, like uh, my ex had been well, well, we'll go, we'll go into the she'd been evicted um, a few times where she was living um, just outside North London. Things weren't working out for her living here. She decided that was it. She was going to bounce back to Cali. And I was like, what? You know, she gave me two weeks notice. I'd already taken our daughter out of school and uh, had to take her to court and everything. And, and you know, it, it worked, well, best out of a worst case situation was Cam's couldn't turn up to the, the court hearing. So we had to do a parent plan. I agreed to it. And then she, she went to Cali. Um, but after that, I was in a bit of a bad way and I was too many memories and, and stuff going on in Reading. So I was like, you know, Leon said he had a room going available and we'd always been talking after devotion about how to build bank up into a bigger platform. Uh, we were going to do podcasts and stuff, which he's now doing alone. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 that was it. Like the space came available at Leon, Stig was moving out um, and I moved in. And the, the, the plan was we were going to, go with it like you know but it didn't work out so so what happened when you moved to london then like because you so, were there the only thing that came out during that period was the go project promo was that right uh shit was it i can't remember might have been might have been it might well have been but yeah i mean i was stacking man like i was going out with leon loads filming loads um a lot of the stuff wasn't in holding weight um and then I was obviously filming with James, etc. Um, so and then I had work. How much of your footage, how much of holding weight was your footage then? Oh, I don't know, man. I've only watched it once. Probably maybe 40%, maybe. Does that mean you've got other footage of Leon that hasn't been released? Yeah, 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 yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll probably overdue time. I don't know. I don't really care what he does with it. All right, you've given it to him. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, right. like, before Holding Weight started, we, we'd already started working on his part, um, and I was fucking hyped on it. It was, I mean, I might even just put it out. I mean, it's Holding Weight's out now. 
um but it was really fucking dark and heavy like i don't think there'd been a skate section yet that was quite that fucking um as in in terms as in the way you edited it or as in in terms of how angry the footage was again it's it's everything it's the music combined with the spots combined with the tricks to bring this atmosphere of just like really fucking like makes you just want to fucking just smash something you know what i mean it was, it was great it was great it was great i hadn't done something like that and i've always kind of wanted to but uh you, you know me and leon had our differences um so it didn't happen and uh you know that's it so that's why, it, you know? why didn't you end up film why didn't you end up ed- filming and editing and finishing holding weight right cool so glad you brought this up so two two well two maybe more reasons but the two main ones is uh i i had a really really stressful year work was insane i'd moved to a new new uh location uh, same company working forensics mental health obviously you can imagine it's not the Jeez. most easiest the easiest yeah. of uh of jobs although it can be good if you've got a good team behind you but unfortunately my team was a disgrace a disgrace to humanity and i stuck around there for eight months and i really tried my best to make a change um but at which point it broke me um at the end of the year and it didn't help that i was living with a friend that didn't really help me or console with me but instead made me feel bad about myself um and i tried to speak with leon about it on multiple occasions to which he just ended up ignoring me and not being in the same room so what's the point in me living in a house or putting my time and uh my passion into him any further it was just like nah and then um i think there you know there was stuff going on as well i mean as well i'm going to mention it because i'm going to mention it i still don't know how much money we made off of devotion and he didn't he, he still hasn't paid me all of it um so yeah fuck him for that one like and, and also you know he charged for holding weight and i filmed a fucking lot for that put a lot of my time and effort i found spots for him did a lot of fucking groundwork for that got nothing for that so again, fuck did, him for that. Did you ask Leon like how much yeah. it sold, or did you ask to be shown? Constantly, I all I I've asked him multiple times. Log into the log into the account, see what there is. We can work out the deductions for the selfie charges, for the PayPal charges, etc. What happened, right? Um, so when it came out, I think it sold really well to the point where selfie were like, now nah, we're shutting it down for whatever reason. Yeah. So then we put it for sale on my selfie. I didn't. I didn't have any problems getting into my selfie, working out and splitting the money. So why couldn't he? So even then, it was like, oh, I guess we made this amount, or I guess we made that amount. And I'd be like, cool. Well, can I get some of that because I need to buy some shit, you know? And he'd be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. I'll send you this amount, and then only send me a little bit of it here and there. And then again, it was like fucking getting blood from a stone. And just like, mate, I put myself out there for you. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. But I had, but I did. Like you've helped me out in certain times, but it was never on a personal level. So why can't you just tell me how much we made and and give me what is owed? You broke my lens. You you said money was going to come out of that for that lens. Never did. I know people sent you money personally. That was like, yeah, cool. Uh, sent the money to Leon. Uh, split it with him. No, 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 no word of that. So you know, I've tried talking to him about it. And I've tried resolving the situation and it's got that, that point where 
he just ignores me. He won't be out. If he hears my name coming to a session, he won't come out. You want to act like that. You want to, you want to think like, you know, he's this, you know, decent guy. In my opinion, he's not. I, I know he can be because he can. He's a very nice guy and very cool at times. But, you know, there's a bunch of people out there that are like, you know, and I'm now one of them because, you know, I don't understand why he just can't be conversing with me and, and, and like giving me what is owed. So yeah, there was a, there was a whole bunch of stuff, man. And yeah, did, cool. Did I did ever, have a bit. Did of a, he ever give you a reason why he wouldn't like show? Because no, you know, he just he just like, oh, I just don't know what I'm doing, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, that's not a, that's not a good fucking excuse. There's there's no excuse for that, man. There's no excuse. But there's you know, and I guess you know whatever he's got to say, I don't give a I don't give a shit about what he's got to say about me because I'll openly admit that due to the stress and everything, and I'm me not coping at the end of last year. I needed to be surrounded by friends that could support me and, you know, help me in my time of need. And he was not there. We were living in the same fucking house and he wasn't there for me once. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I've had, a, I've had a, a nice support group around me of actual decent friends that put their selves out for me and in my time of need. And I, I can't ever repay them for that. You know, that's just, in, in, you know, you can't put a value on that. So that's why I moved out. And that's why, you know, he won't communicate with me because I, I've called him out on it, you know, and I bet he'll be pissed at this, but sod him. Keep your money, man. Keep your money. Be that a light rollerblader. Yeah. Get everyone to bum nick you, man. Don't give a shit. But yeah. So yeah, me and him, we ain't seeing eye to eye. He definitely ain't even trying to. I've tried and I've, I've just like, I'm over it now, man. Like it, it still hurts. It still hurts to think that, you know, in essence, I just feel like I was used. That's what I was going to ask. So like, Based on what you said, do you think you saw Leon as a friend, but he saw you as a fi- as a filmer? No, I think I think I think I, I just don't I don't I don't think he's capable of. Uh, Leon's always been out for himself, you know. I'll say it as it is, and uh, and I, and I don't think he knows any difference. Um, you know, he he was trying to tell me, "What do you mean, Johnny? Uh, you know, I don't care." I go to Bubba Bar's house. I drive all the way to his in North London, and you know, I, I sit down and I talk with him. I'm like, yeah, but you can't, you can't like do that for your own mate who's living in your own house. Cool, yeah, nice one, man. Way, way to make me feel cool. Nice, but yeah, it just is. It is what it is. Some like you get to, like you said, you know, you, you work people out, and uh, I'm, 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 I can be naive at the best of times, you know. Um, and then that, and that's that, man. That's that. So that was that was the reason why you moved out of London. Yeah, work work was fucked. Living in that house was a fucking nightmare for me, and uh, and I needed to get into a better place. So I, I I reverted back to where I was working before, and I moved back to Reading to 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 figure shit out. You, you kind of like alluded to then, and we did talk about it, like doing Leon's promo and doing Sam's promo. Yeah. And you mentioned this earlier about like working for companies and you know not feeling like filmers are respected. You've you've made promos for various companies over the years, whether it's Dirtbox, um, and I know like Dirtbox is a little bit different because you know Sam's a friend and like you respect him and you're, yeah, yeah. you want to help him out. But you've done stuff for Razors, Go Project, USD. Have you ever been paid by any of those companies for those promos? Because they've all appeared on the yeah. official channels. So it's not like 
It's yeah. not like you're just doing it and their products happen to be in it. Like you're, you're yeah, yeah, purposefully yeah. filming a promo for that company. Well, uh, Vanilla was kind of like the, well, I don't know, it might not have been the first, but it was the one that sticks out because Razor's paid for my travel costs to go up to Manchester and all of that. But that wasn't necessarily agreed from the get-go. Um, the interesting one for me was doing the Go projects. And the Go project one for Leon is one of my favourites. Um, there was there was just a lot of good shit happening with that, but it was at the point when I was realising, like, well, if I'm filming something for a promo for a company, I I, I want some something in, in exchange for, for my time and, and and all of that, you know, work being put into that. Because Leon was, you know, telling me about oh he was going to get royalties and this that and the other, and I was just there going, what? So I, am I just some kind of mug that's just going to fucking do all that for you and Jake and get a bugger all for it? I was like, nah. So I said to Leon, I was like, well, you need to, you need to, you know, you want me to do this, then you speak with Jake and, and see what he thinks about that. Yeah. And if Jake's on board, then I'll, then I'll start talking with Jake. We can go from there. And Jake was like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, we messaged back and forth. Jake sent me some figures in regards to, you know, how much the wheels would make and profits and da, da, da. And then he was like, cool, I'll give you a hundred quid. I think it was. And I was just like, fuck, fuck that. Fuck that, what, you want me to go out for days and maybe weeks, maybe even a month, who knows, and film, go through all that process. And at the time, it was, a, you know, I think we were going on the bikes. There was so much effort involved. And I was like, nah. Um, and then I spoke with Leon, and we were coming up with, you know, ideas on how to make 100 quid work for a promo. Um, and we were like, well, look, 100 quid, well, maybe that's a day salary for a filmer, so we'll do it in a day. Um, and then I can't remember at some point message back with Jake and then Jake upped it to 200 I think it was we were like cool we'll do it we'll do it for a day and we did we went from Waterloo so we went in from Waterloo and then we cycled all the way up to London Bridge doing stop-offs in between like we planned the route with spots in mind films like we, we ha I had the idea of um, a lot of, lot of B-roll type shots, like lifestyle type shots with it. And I, and I just said to Leon at the time, I want to see some fucking weird mental instrumental track, like something that's bonkers and out there. Um, and there was this, um, who was it? I can't remember the, who did it now. Um, but yeah, it was this really weird track that we used. And it worked and it worked. We got, we got, I wouldn't say lucky, but I think it was just like Leon was very hyped to get this wheel Every, all, all the conditions were right for, for this to happen all the elements came together as one and then yeah it was good it was great and then yeah we had that photographer guy that famous that architect guy come out and he took the snaps of oh, Leon yeah. forgot about that yeah. that was cool that was really cool he got he got skating like Neil knew him uh, through his work um, and he showed the guy devotion and the guy was like this is fucking mind blowing um you know he got everything about it he got he got every i, I can't even go into it because i'm going talking forever but he knew exactly what devotion was about and he was like i want to come out and take some snaps so he came out that day and he got the snaps and he was just hyped on, on the skating you know um and that when that was that it, it worked out so good um yeah got got got, got a, a little bit of money off of that and i think that equivalent to the amount of work that went into it probably should have got more considering i knew what the profit was but apparently that's what you need to run a shop or whatever which is <coughs> bullshit in my opinion but 
So you got two hundred? Did you get wheels in, or just just a payment of? No, I got some. Quid? I got some wheels. I got some wheels. that flogged them. Because um, right. I was about to say, because <laughs> if you get if you get payment and product, the product basically it, equates to payment as well, well because that, you that, can make money I mean, off the product. I mean, that's it. I didn't. I don't think I asked for the product. It, it was just given. So, right. and I wasn't going to use them. They weren't the right size for me. I don't skate sixty twos. Um, and it goes against what I was saying earlier about companies giving away free shit. But I guess I'd worked for it, and it was there. Whereas other companies just give away free shit a lot of the time. I don't know, but yeah. So it, you know, I, in hindsight, I probably shouldn't have just. I shouldn't have had them really because I've, I've, there's so much shit I've been offered in the past, and I just decline it because what's the point? You know, unless I'm going to use it, that I don't see the point of me having that. That's why with Dirtbox with Sam. I, there's a lot of stuff I, I bought. I just bought because I wanted to see it succeed rather than just be like, hey, Sam, can I get that on the, on the freebie? Yeah. So yeah. is that with go- is that the most you've been paid by a brand for a promo? Uh, I, know, I mean, Sam, Sam obviously, like USD paid me for uh, the boot promo. Um, and I think you- that was it. The rest is just VODs. For, I, I mean, I could, be missing, I could be missing out on something here. And I'm sorry to whoever that is, but I do have a bad memory. Um, you yeah. said you said Noodle Brain paid for you, your flights or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mackie, Mackie sorted that out. Legends. I mean, that was a sick trip. Um, and then also, actually, yeah, I forgot. And then yes. the booted, I mean, the booted as well. Sam bought me. A, well, he didn't initially buy me it. He bought a VX to film with himself, and it was like I can't. I, you know, he just don't think he could have the time to do whatever he wanted to do with it and then he just gave me it so that was really cool um i thought the booted paid for you guys you and james to go to barcelona as well didn't they or paid yeah, that was it? a bet that was a bet right that was a bet that was that was based upon a bet which was if me and james won awards at the uk slam jam awards wherever it was thing yeah. then he'd pay for us to go to barcelona to do the booted to do a section on the booted okay. and it just so happens he won james won I can't remember what he won. He won an award and I won a videographer of the year award, which I was like, what the fuck? How did I get that? Um, and then, yeah. And then, so we went to, and did a, that section in Barcelona, which is probably the worst thing I've put out, unfortunately, <laughs> because, because I was hyped because I just bought a super eight and I bought with this foot film. And uh, I think it was on one of the last days that Albert, Albert was there and he was like, Oh, let's have a look at it. You look, he's like, dude, that's got a light leak. None of that footage is coming out. And I was like, don't tell me that, man. Like, I was in denial about it and then got back and I spent a shitload of money on getting it all developed and none of it came out. So oh, I was like not hyped anymore. And it was just, yeah, drinking a lot. My creativity went out the window and it was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. But still got a lot of feedback that was loving it. Yeah. So who knows, man? It's, it's subjective. It's all subjective. Because the other the other booted projects you did with Alex and that, those were VODs. So I'm guessing you guys just got the money from the VODs. Uh, days, days and yeah. nights in London was, yeah yeah, yeah, boot, was boot, yeah, yeah 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 that's right yeah and then we donated some of that to charity we always yeah. wanted to well I always wanted to give something back to the streets um, you know when you're out street skating you interact with a lot of a lot of uh, you know not so privileged people there on the streets that show interest to skating um, and a lot of lot of, lot of young guys out there and, and girls but more so guys have, have become homeless and they have skated in the past. And I thought well, that would be a nice little thing to, to give something back. So I think with, uh, with Alex's first two, 
yeah, I think we de- we donated to Centerpoint, which is a charity that helps young homeless guys, you know, um, yeah. get back on their feet. And then we did not, uh, Vanilla Mind Charity. Maimed, maimed as well. Yeah, that was it. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. For, 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 you know, people suffering with mental health because they're, you know, especially at the moment with everything that's going on in the world, it's uh, it really is needed. I've used Mind in the past and uh, I can only say great things about them. So it was just a, it was just a nice little way to give something back, I suppose. And um, yeah, it felt right. And, I, I, you know, I like you like to do it as well. Like with Harry uh, and Avoidance, um, I can't remember if we were going to give out for free or not, but then he had his knee injury and he was just like, well, yeah, can, can I use the money to, to put it, put towards rehabilitation on the knee? On the knee? It's like, yeah, cool. And then it ended up, he was like, well, I want you to have half the money because I've made, you know, you did, you did quite well, like a lot better than expected. I think he thought it was only going to be a, a few hundred quid and it wasn't, it was a lot more than that. So, okay. so he was like, it's only fair, you know, you came out and, you know, put your time in for me it's only fair that you you know you got some upcomings from it as well so i was like whoa sick nice cheers man cheers harry nice harry's a fucking great phenomenal person um and it was a privilege to, to hang with harry <laughs> really was um so were you were you happier with the payment you got from usd than go project i'm guessing it was more for usd <laughs> it's, it's, it was it's, i can't even give you an answer on that because it just doesn't seem good in in the sense of does it does that matter there's no comparison to be made like the money got from the go project was more like a thing of like ha cool so i can actually like fight my corner as a, okay. as a filmer and get something out of this it was yeah. like the first step of me ever rejecting an offer to film for a project so i think there's a lot of people that just jump at the opportunity just because yeah but it was like nah, and I and I told Leon now. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Like I don't. It's, it's not the fact that you're a mate, and I should. It's like I'm not doing that for you or for him. I'm doing it for the rights of being a person that is out filming for a company that should be getting paid. Do you know what I mean? And so when the it, it wasn't even actually like USD paid me, I, I guess as such. It was more more so the fact that uh, Sam split his royalties. Um. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I think things are changing. USD, USD, and the conference have are making look, since the shakeup with the Danny Beer thing. They, they, they really are changing their direction on how to, you know, compensate um, for their riders and and people that are involved with the promotional side of things. So I was just like, you know, that's cool. It's been a blast filming this, and uh, you know, I'm I'm happy with what I'm receiving. So yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was kosher. You've, yeah, you kind of touched on it there. I think that is that's one of Bladen's many problems that for every person that does stand up and has integrity and says, I'm not going to tolerate this, like you get, you know, companies, you get like skaters leaving companies because they're like, well, I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Or you mm. get people that aren't willing to, you, you mentioned Joe, not willing to skate for any company because they've not offered him something that he believes is fair or he believes is on mm. his terms. And that's, I'm not going to, I don't know what happened with him and Rosie's. I'm not taking a side in that. No, I don't know. And there's been other examples throughout history, like Carson Starnes was offered a pro skate from Razors. Oh. He didn't like the terms it was on. So can you hear me? Um, yeah, just cut out there for one second. Sorry. And I think the problem is it's, it's great for like the people who have integrity and they go, you know what, I'm more concerned with the culture and the future and, you know, 
how our sport progresses. But like you said, for every person that does stand up and says, well, I'm not going to accept these, you know, what I believe are poor terms. Like you also said, there's someone willing, there's not just someone, there's a hundred people standing behind you going, I'll take it. Yeah. And, and skate and skate companies will t- take advantage of that. But at the same time, look at, it depends on how old you are and what your setting is, but like, do you really need to be a professional skater? Do you really need that money? Like, have like have you been to uni? Have you got a job? Do you have these things? What what is your purpose of wanting to be a professional rollerblader, doing it for a living? Now, someone like Joe is way beyond the capabilities of doing this. Like the standard of skating, he can skate at all, like street, vert, park, yeah. whatever, wherever you put in front of him, he can do it. And not only that, his interactions with everything and the way he lives his life is phenomenal. So he he. He ticks all the boxes, but like, you know, for someone who's not on par with that and has been and got an education and got a job, why would, why the fuck would you want to be a pro rollerblader? It's like, if you're earning decent money, um, why, why wouldn't you want to support skating? Why wouldn't you want to buy your skates? Why wouldn't you want to do those things? Why would, why would you want to not have the freedom to do whatever the fuck you wanted? Why would you want to, you know, restrict yourself? And the answer to that, in my opinion, is because you want this fucking egotistical validation of I'm a pro rollerblader. That's that's the only thing that I can come up with, man. Like, I need to be validated for my skill and da-da-da-da-da. And it's just like, you, you're a fucking waste. Bugger off. And that, But that's all I can come up with, you know. I don't see the point if, if you're a success outside of skating why would you want to be a professional rollerblader if on a minimum salary struggling da, 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 da. it just doesn't make sense and, and like it's all unreliable anyway like if the company's company could fall apart any minute you know then what yeah well we, yeah we saw it with ssm like ssm ended and when it ended it ended the careers of pretty much everyone that was left on the team yeah yeah that, that, and that was sad but that was uh you know, from what I understand, she was going through a lot and, you know, his injury yeah. outside, outside stuff of skating, it was, you know, couldn't sustain it from what I hear, but that's just how that goes. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know what I can really say on that. It's just, yeah. And um, you, you mentioned it, right? Um, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a very coherent argument in this one. You Go mentioned earlier that you're not a fan of shops. I want, I want to know why, well, look, every, everything is. you, every, I don't, I like the closest skate shop to me is Loco Skates. It's over a hundred miles away. You can buy, like everyone's been ordering stuff online recently, right? It's free fine. What's it called? Fat, uh, uh, Slick Willies? Slick Willies is in London. Yeah, but they don't have like a good selection on shit. They, like maybe they should, but they've got to take that, 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 that leap of faith and, and start stocking everything. You know, it may not sell. It may. There's tons of skaters in London. The opportunity's there. Um, and maybe they do. I, I don't know. I haven't. I just haven't been. I just. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't think they do though. From what I understand, because Sam's she sells stuff to them through Power Slide. So from my understanding, is they don't really do much. It's very limited. Um, mm. But again, I don't. I don't see the point, man. Like, I, maybe if you're younger, sure. But again, we haven't been able to do, during lockdown. And sales have been at their biggest, right? But my whole thing with skate shops now is they're taking away what the skater and filmer or whoever's involved is owed. Paraskate sells in a skate shop, 
they're pocketing money from that big time. But yet the pro skater gets a tiny bit of percentage of that sale. That doesn't bode well with me. It doesn't make sense. You know, it, isn't that the company's responsibility and not the shops? No, yeah, I get, I get that. But what's the point, right? So if you, if there's something that you can take out of the middle, and that is the middleman, like take the shop out, we don't need them as such. I don't, I don't think there is that big of a necessity. But yeah, but they're saying that. Now I'm going to argue with myself here because if if the sales are being made online. I don't know, like if the companies are making sales direct, the USD sell direct? No. Nope. Do, do them sell direct? Them them do. Them have got their own. So maybe shop. that's the, I haven't really thought about this, but is that the reason why them are able to sell? Uh, I mean, like give Danny Beer that, that big chunk of money is because they're doing sales direct as well? Yes and no. But there's two sides to this because one, yeah. them will make more profit on the skates because they're selling direct and they're selling at the full retail right. value. So they'll make the profit, right. but they'll also lose a lot of money because bear in mind that see when they ship in bulk to a shop, yeah. that's cheaper and requires a lot yeah. less manpower than shipping individually and packing individually every order. Cause yeah. that's basically, yeah. a full, that's a full-time job in itself. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I just, yeah. I just, if like, cause if you're buying direct from the shop, yeah, I see what you mean. I, I mean, I don't know how much shipping is, but I, I just thought in my mind that if you're selling direct, you make more money, there's more profits you can give the skater more. Theoretically, but there's, there's hidden charges. I, don't, just, I just don't know many people that go direct to a skate shop in general. Like, So if you're buying stuff from, say, Muzzle, direct from them, or buying direct from Loco, what am I going to go for? I'm going to buy direct from fucking Muzzle because I know all the profits are going back into it. Not, not buying not buying from Loco and then Loco buying at a cheaper price and then Muzzle making half of, half of that money. Do you see what I mean? It's But that's only for specific and, then, brands. But, like then, for a small oh, brand, look, that would make sense. But for most brands, thing, don't have that infrastructure to do that. And it's very expensive to ship, yeah. set up. A, like for a skate company well, you, to you, set up a shop okay. would cost them tens of thousands of pounds. Yeah. And again, I guess... I just haven't really thought that one through as much. And there's a lot of argument to say that I'm an, I'm an idiot on that. But at the same time, I'm just thinking about how Jake was like, well, we're going to make X amount of money on these wheels, but you can only have 200 quid for it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, like I said, my whole thing on making content, whether it's for a company or not, it's advertisement for, for, I mean, even, even if you're not doing it for a company, it's even more advertisement for a variety of companies. But yet you're getting fuck all out of it, really, from these yeah. companies. So you're 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 giving them an image, a brand. You're giving the, the consumer what they want to see. You're getting to see the freshest, sickest footage of whoever it may be. But yet you're getting fuck all from it. And it's like, but yet the companies are, are making, you know, not companies, or whatever shops, whatever it may be. I just think there's a, there's got to be. I'd rather buy direct from a company, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm getting tired now. My brain's not working as well, but. Like, in, I, in, I, in some I, scenarios that does work, but in, there, in other yeah. scenarios, it does make sense for it to have all varieties yeah. of I, products from all my, brands I, in the one place. In my pea-sized brain, my idea, my ideology behind it was if you if you buy direct, they make more money, they should be able to pay their skaters better or, or, or give them a better lifestyle or, or wherever it may be. Filling in this shitty area of skating where there's fuck all give, being given to skaters as such. Um, Put them on a wage. Put them on a bloody wage, man. Put them on a wage. Do a contract. Put them on a wage. Whatever it is, you know, 
Um, and I just and I just see people that own skate shops to just be like, cool, we're good. I'm good to go. And it's like, you don't, you just don't deserve it. You're a middleman. <laughs> maybe they're good. Maybe they're good in the past 12 to 24 months. But before that, they've struggled quite badly and roughed that, you know. I don't know. But yeah, like I said, like I said, it was just, this is just a conversation. And it's good that we're bouncing off each other because you're making me see things a little differently. Um, and that's that's the beauty of it all. It's, it's all, you know, just because I've got a, a, an opinion doesn't mean it's fucking right. The majority of the time it's bloody wrong. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it's good to be talking about these things and bringing a, a different a different thought to the table rather than just being like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, the one, I, the I, one I thing I would say is, though. So I want to I talk about things and bring a different yeah. opinion. The so, one thing I would know. say is, though, like the shop, I genuinely believe does benefit the consumer because think about it this way: see if yeah. see if you brought you bought every individual thing that you needed for a pair of skates or to skate from every yeah. individual brand, you could pay several hundred pounds in postage, whereas you could just pay a one-off payment in postage and get all those different products in the one order from yeah. the one shop. Yeah. And if you order yeah. enough, you end up getting it for free. Whereas if you order, <laughs> if you order from direct from Muzzle, Create Originals, like uh, them, you could end up spending like several hundred pounds in postage. My, my, I'm sure Muzzle's free postage. I could be wrong. Okay, but, maybe, maybe uh, that would, but like if like, <laughs> the, 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 think about it, if you're uh, in the UK and you buy from them, you're going to pay like a hundred dollars in like postage before yeah, getting taxes. I, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it's all it's all it's, it's good that we talk and we bounce ideas off of this because, uh, like I said, I'm not I'm not always right, but I just think there's there's rooms rooms to adjust whether they're right or wrong who knows but i'm i'm just i'm i ain't buying shit from a skate shop <laughs> <laughs> okay that's where i stand with that um i forgot to ask right so obviously everyone knows all about your edits but a lot of people don't or people just have short memories and don't realize that you've actually responsible for a lot of full-length videos from years ago as well and yeah the so there's lords of movement there was the first. No, there was so there was my well, first video I ever did was skating in Reading, which was uh, uh, VCR to camcorder type jobby, and VCR to VCR jobby. That was like '98, I think. Then there was a video that I did with Leon and Stephen Madison, aka Pro Green, which we didn't. I don't think we had a name for it, but that never got released because Stephen's computer died. Um, and there was that good story I told you the other day about that, which we can touch on maybe if there's time. Um, yeah, tell tell me the videos first and then I want to hear yeah, the yeah. story again because people so there was need that, to know that the story yeah. video. then there was Sidetracks uh, which made with Leon and Sam Bold then Lords of Movement I was involved in although wasn't a bigger part of the process of that Okay, that was more so Leon and Sam then there was Capital Rollers which was me and Sam but that never got finalised because we were just too busy getting messy. <laughs> we're too busy going out uh, doing but all sorts. Do, uh, is, it's not out online? Yeah, I mean, Capital Rollers was, is out online. I right. think some of the sections will be taken down due to copyright, but it never got finished. Okay. We got about we got about four-fifths into it, and we're just like, fuck it. We were, I mean, we were, we were just having a good time. We were young in London and getting drunk and... and dancing the night away i mean that was that was it um so then there was so there was laws uh sorry there was uh capital rollers then there was egg which i did with Cy carling uh which again could have ended up like capital rollers but we 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 saw it through that was more of a uk video than a london thing 
Um, and then, yeah, and then I think we step onto the VX stuff after that. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened to the video? What happened to the video with Leon and Professor Green, or well, before he was Professor Green anyway, when he was Stephen Marsden? Yeah, so uh, so Steve, um, he lived in well, I guess you'd call it Upper Clapton, like Hackney Way. Um, this was down in two thousand, maybe two thousand and one time, so a long time ago. And that area of London was like pretty much no go for like out of towners, very very rough, like very rough indeed um in fact the night when this event happened we got to stevens Stephen was living with his nan and outside the like the entrance to his block of uh, flats as such uh, someone had been shot uh, just earlier um so yeah you get an idea so it was quite fuck, fucked up um so leon obviously living in south london and i was coming from reading we'd skated in the day both Leon and I had all our camera stuff with us and we were going back to Stevens to edit and it was, uh, you know, dark. And we came out of, uh, I think it was up a clap, the Clapton station or whatever, coming up the high street, which is now where soda is. Obviously it's gentrified now. So uh, it's a bit safer. Um, and we, we ran up the road, like even Stephen, did, like, he was like, let's go for a jog, man. And I was like, cause there was like loads of street hooligans all the way along. And it was like, fuck man. Like, anything could happen man and then we got to his place and obviously saw the sign and someone being shot we're like fuck thank god we got here it's cool so we set up um and we start editing and Stephen starts uh you know he, he, he doesn't have the best of health at that time i'm suffering from like quite severe migraines he's like dudes I, I gotta go to bed like i'm can't deal with this uh, do you mind if i want to turn the lights off because we're editing in this bedroom He's like, cool. So he goes, he goes to bed. Bear in mind, this is not a very big room. Um, and he's asleep. And I'm like, oh, sod this, man. I'm tired. Like, we've been out skating all day and all this stuff had happened. I was like, I'm going to bed as well. So I went and slept on the floor. And Leon was like, no, I'm staying up. I'm editing. I'm editing. We're like, cool. So, uh, you know, he stays up and he's editing. And I, I fell asleep. Um and then the next thing I know, I'm waking up and Stephen's like scrambling over me and smacks Leon in the face. And then Stephen split his hand open. I'm like laying there and then blood's, blood dripped on me. And I was like, fuck, what's going on? And Stephen runs out of the room screaming and shouting. And uh, and then his uncle Mark was there and uncle Mark grabbed Stephen. And, and like uh, Stephen had a knife, like a kitchen knife. And like, fuck, you know, me and Leon are like grabbing all our shit, like, you know, in our underwear and shit, whatever. Like ran, running out there, running out of his nan's flat and like, uh, like, what the fuck happened there? And apparently like Leon had pushed his luck a bit. Um, Stephen was complaining that his migraine was getting worse and was asking to like cut the, cut, cut the editing out and everything and like just go to bed. And Leon was like, no, nah, I've come all this way. I'm editing and refused to stop and push Stephen to the point where Stephen snapped, um, which is not good. Um, so yeah. And at that point I was thinking I was due to sell my camera to Stephen. And so anyway, we're walking down the, down the main high street there in, in Clapton. And the next thing we know, like we've got a clothes on at this point. <laughs> next thing I know, like Stephen's running down the street with a knife coming after us. What the fuck? Um, 
And yeah, yeah, th there was a bit of an argument from what I remember. I think, well, not an argument. It was just like more of like a kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, and it was left at that. How well, it, how well did you guys know him before this happened? Yeah, I mean, like Leon knew Stephen way before me. Um, but then how well do you know someone until you push them to their boundaries? Or like, you know, yeah. someone can say they got a headache or a migraine. Are you going to believe them? Well, obviously Leon didn't. And, and, you know, the way that Leon is, he didn't want to go anywhere. You know, he didn't want to listen to what Stephen had to say because for Leon, it was more important about the editing rather than his mate suffering with a severe migraine. So that's that. And then I guess, you know, Stephen snapped. So that was that. And then we, we walked from, from Clapton all the way to, uh, to Blackfriars to, to a ledge, <laughs> a millennium, at the millennium ledge, but on routes, you know, we were, we were getting stopped off by weirdos, I, you know, telling us to get in the car. We went through dodgy estates with Nazi signs over it, you know, and this was going on from maybe like two, 3 AM to 6 AM. And then we got to, uh, the ledge and Leon skating the ledge at 6am and I was like fuck get, get me home man like, and then I had to get back from from London to Reading as well it's just like it was, was a fucking nightmare but what 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 a weird scenario to happen and did you guys ever hang about with them again after that well yeah the, the, I think the next week afterwards Leon and Stephen had a fight actually <laughs> they actually had a fight at Nat West Okay. And uh, I think it was either Leon or Stephen had the trousers and everything pulled down and was made a mockery out of or something, um, which is quite funny. I wasn't there for it. Um, but yeah, yeah. And then and then after that, I think Stephen started getting more into his rap, rap rapping and uh, freestyling and things like that because they were all doing that anyway on AOL Chat. We used to go on AOL Chat and they were freestyle battles for jokes. But Stephen, Stephen always had that talent and then, it, and then it just came out and then, you know, he... he he thrived off of it and became very, you know, successful from that. Well, you could say successful in certain aspects of it. I mean, he had that, you know, marriage that didn't go accordingly. And oh, so, well, you he know, had, he had a huge, he had like, he's had a hit song and he's had albums yeah. that are so well. I mean, he's, he's done TV and the thing is, he's doing, he's doing those documentaries now that are wicked, you know, he's, he's done really fucking well for himself. So, you know, round of applause to him because he smashed it. You know, what can you say? Have you guys ever been in touch since? Like, just because he, he still he still keeps up with skating. Because every once in a while he'll yeah. comment or like like or share something. Yeah, he went. So when Albert's man, this is still going back a bit, I guess. But one one of Albert's last skates came out. He was like, "Cool, I want to get them." And then he was asking me for some cuff bolts or something. And he actually had a, a little tutorial thing on YouTube of him skating in the skates. Okay. I don't know if it's still on there or not, but yeah, he was, he was like, yeah, he had the green Albert UFS thrones on. Um, so we're skating. Yeah. So I remember when, when Quinny's skates came out, he bought a set because he posted about it and my partner follows him on Instagram and she was like, you're never going to get like, get like, you're, oh, can't get the words out. You're never going to believe this professor greens bought blades. And I was like, yeah, his name, like he, he does like, <laughs> I remember him skating. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, Stephen was good as well. Stephen had tricks, but, I think his, uh, you know, health conditions weren't so good. I think was there one time at Turnpike Lane, I think he hit his head and that, I think that was a turning point where he was like, I can't do this because it could cost me my life now. So, so yeah, that, I think that was, that was a turning point for him to go from street skater to have to do something else, yep. which he was already doing essentially anyway, he just put more time into it and look what he got out of it, you know? 
I mean, some might argue that the rap the rap industry is more dangerous than than the skating industry because he ended up getting stabbed at a club well, event. He got a fucking bottle to his yeah. neck, didn't he? Yeah. So yeah, that's rough. But, yeah, right. Yeah, but you know, again, you know, you live and you learn. You got your stories to tell. Um, you live to, you know, you live yeah, to tell the yeah. tales. If you live to tell the, yeah, that's, boy, a bottle to the neck, man. That's, yeah. surviving that is luck. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's got to be doing something, right? Or you know, there's got to be another purpose for him to be still on this planet. And it seems like you know, doing these really good in-depth documentaries on mental health and all sorts, and just being open and honest about everything that he's been through is, is, is a success for him because uh, you know, it definitely touches me um, on many levels with the stuff that he's putting out in these documentaries. So yeah, like I said, nothing but my hat goes off to him. Legend. It's pretty crazy, yeah. The people that you just meet who then go off to do other, like, just interesting, or like, even if they're not successful, they just you find out like what they've got up to later in life, and you're like, whoa, that's really, that's really like fascinating or respectable or you know whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, it's quite crazy. Um, so that takes us up to present day. So what's yeah. what's the plans for the future? Or look, because I know that you've you've sold your equipment a bunch of times throughout the year. And I know that yeah, you yeah. sold or you advertised a bunch of your stuff like not that long ago. So is that, yeah. are you, are you getting yeah, rid of I mean, everything? Are you going to continue? What's, what's the plan? Well, selling my stuff has always been because of certain reasons. Like I, I sold my stuff to Leon when we were doing devotion because I had no choice. I had to pay for court, court, um, court, court stuff because of, you know, obviously at the time um, my ex was trying to take Lila back to America. So uh, yeah, I needed that money to help fund for that. Um, then, you know, as times after sober, I just needed to rehabilitate myself. Um, so yeah, I sold my stuff then, but I bought my lens and brought it back off of him when the time was right. And then last year, you know, with everything that had gone on and, you know, what happened with Leon, I was like, I'm fucking done, man. Like, uh, it's the, the, the time and the effort that has to go into doing these things just wasn't it didn't it wasn't equal to what what i needed at the time yeah. um and i had a really bad taste in my mouth um so i was like fuck it i'm selling it all and then crofty was like i've always wanted a vx i'll buy it and i was like what because i'm what you want to buy it are you sure he was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i'll buy it i'll buy it I'll buy it and i was like all right all right cool and yeah so he bought it and then yeah and then we ended up doing the the promo and then I'm, you know, he said at the time, "Do you want to buy it back?" And since, well, since devotion, I guess, and everything since, I've had offers from certain people or certain ideas and offerings of wanting to do certain projects, and it's been playing on mine. Like, should I buy it back? Like, I've I've got an idea of how I want to approach skating now. If I was to do something again, and it wouldn't be in the same region of, of how i've been doing it in the past where it's been more of a skate section i want to do more 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 in the middle it is a skate section but you really get to know that person in the sense of well they're out skating like what's your favorite food spot or like what's what does this spot mean to you or like you want to really like because people have said i feel like i'm at the session like especially with the joe parts he said they felt like they were a part of it. And I think I want to feed more into that if I was to do something again. So I've got, I've got, I've actually got a little um, list of ideas that I'd like to try, but 
do I have the time and the energy to put into it? It's like the whole thing with the go thing. Like if I've only got a hundred or 200 quid, how much effort am I going to put into it with that? More and more this time it's, do I have the time? So I've worked out ways of how I could do it, but do I want to do it is the question. Like, do I want to continue doing this anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if, if you don't film another section of James Bauer, I don't know if anyone else will, because I don't know if you guys, anyone else will have oh, man. the kind of chemistry see, that's, that's the, that's, that you guys that's the have. Bummy, that, that's the bummy ass point, the thing about blading, right? And that's why they need to start paying videographers like money because everyone that films and makes stuff is only doing it of their mates. So you, you only get to see that one filmer and editor's perspective of that skater. Whereas, I, I don't mean I don't mean that no one else. Yeah, I, I don't mean that no one else wants to have James. I just mean around the world. Yeah, and then seeing what they create of their of their of their new group, it would be totally different. You see a totally different side to that person or that skate group or that environment. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's perspective yeah. perceptions are different. So, yeah, you say that, but like, who's to say that? Like, I mean, Greg could probably smash out an insane section of James. Oh, that's that don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm not saying they couldn't, but what I'm just saying is yeah. I don't I I just don't see it be it having the same kind of chemistry or being as special. I just don't picture Well it. yeah I mean because we 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 live we we breathe the spots and everything and I know what he's about, you know what I mean? And he knows what I'm about. So we it all feeds together and bodes well. But that's not to say that, you know, that there's many people out there that could just fucking the park do you know what i mean and it makes it more interesting as well you get to see all different aspects of the of that person so it would be cool to see it'd be cool to see someone random working with someone else that you would never expect to work them to work with yes that's true so yeah. what you're saying is you're you're not ruling out future projects you've just haven't decided whether you're going to I, commit to I, it yet or not i i i, I, I wasn't going to but then it appears that there is a there is a little area that I think I could pursue that that would have my personal touch on it that I don't think many other people can do. Um, so the for that reason, I would like to do that. But it's all about the time. Like, have I got the time to do that? Yeah, I've got a, and I mean, I would have to commit. Um, and also I ain't fucking around with that COVID jab that can bugger off. And if that means I'm limited to things that I can do, then so be it. Um, and maybe my, my ideas may not work in that aspect for, well, until things get completely loose. Do you know what I mean? I would, I would argue that you have already created that niche for yourself. I would say your sections that you've made of those skaters that I've mentioned are unlike anything anyone's ever made of them before. So you have already yeah. created that niche. It just seems well, that you that, want yeah. to expand upon it. Well, yeah, mate, no, cheers. That, that, that means a lot. It means I'm doing, I'm doing something right there, like with how I want things to be. But I see, I see, I see there's something bigger to expand on with that. And I'd like to, but like like I said, it's all about it's all about the time. Um, do I do I have that time to commit to it? And I, it, like it would be worth it. I wouldn't charge for, for my idea for what I want to do. I don't want it to be any VOD type shit. I want people. I'd like everyone to be able to see it, not some uh, you know thing we're going to charge for. So it's all about working that all out. Okay. 
we'll agree to disagree on the, the COVID jab thing. I'm going to let that one go. That could end up being a discussion that lasts like two hours. No, we don't need that. that. We don't need that. Yeah. I think the less talk about this, that fucking subject, the better. Yeah, like, I agree. If you've all got, you know, I shouldn't have even said that, but it was a part part of the issue because if I, I've already been uh, prompted and asked to go film abroad uh, a couple of instances and it's just like, nah, I can't, man, because I ain't taking that jab. So okay. it does bring bring that conversation into the question. But if your opinion is you, you want it, that's fine. I ain't, I ain't going to knock you for it. <laughs> that's fine. But from from my feelings of everything that I've researched upon and everything, I, I I'm, I'm not fucking with that right now. Okay. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but I'm looking at facts, figures, and what you can do personally to boost your immune system. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. I'm not talking about I want to go on holiday and I want to I want to, I want to go back to normality. That that can that can bugger off. I don't care about that. I I care about doing things right, and I don't like what's going on. So I'm not. I've never been one to you know sit down and just take it as it as it, as it is um you know i've always been one to think a bit differently and and rebel as such here and there but it's, this is more to do with the fact that I, I think we're capable of boosting our immune systems through the breathing through wim Hof, through amino acids through many different things and i don't for the time being i don't need no jab i'm in the statistics where i can heal myself i have apparently had it you know, I tested twice for it and came back negative last, uh, positive last year. Sorry, and I was alright. So, you know, and if if it, and you know, if I was to get it and I did die from it, well, fuck me, that's my own fault. But I'll take that on board. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't always agree with what you say, but I do like I like the <laughs> fact that I, I, I like the fact that you're like willing to stick your head above like the parapet and be like, "This is because you mentioned it earlier." You said, you know. Like I talk shit in all these videos, and then I release my own videos, and it's like that's the, I think that's the difference. There's there's people out there that are like, we either talk shit and not have any action and not back themselves up or not deliver anything, or there's people that will just you know play nice and pretend that they like everything when they don't and be two faced. At least if you're willing to talk shit, like you're going, well, here's my stuff, and you can decide whether you rate that yeah, or not. It, but you're you're willing to make a contribution. It's all subjective, right? And the thing is, like, yeah, I've, I've talked some shit in the past, for sure. But that's normally been, and it has actually say normally, it's always been when I've been under the influence or I've been in a dark, dark state of mind. Um, yeah. And it, and it has caused issues. And, well, that's, that's just how it goes. But I think I think I I, I just I, you know like I mentioned before earlier I believe that there's this big cliquey thing in rollerblading and everyone's doing the same thing or like feeding into the same thing or they don't say nothing at all I'd rather say fucking something and not be a part of this cliquey cool kind of whatever I just want to do my thing and that's what I'm doing so if I bring an opinion to the table and it's not to everyone's taste good <laughs> I've still got an opinion so I mean, <laughs> you know? there's, yeah there's Whether nothing there's nothing wrong, wrong with ruffling feathers like if if it but, creates but, but, change. You know, it's like, but it's like, you know, we converse, we talk, then we learn, we bounce off ideas, and we go, oh, shit, well, maybe I was wrong. My bad. <laughs> but that's yeah. just how it goes. As long, Yeah, as long as you're open to listening to other people's perspectives, whether or not you agree with them, it's just, yeah, as long as you're actually willing to acknowledge that there is potentially, yeah, other ideas out there. That's it, man. That's it. It's about, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise nothing new happens. We're just stuck in the same old routine. Yeah. We've chatted shit for hours. 
I've got nothing else yeah. left. Actually, that's not true. I've got shit loads left to ask you, but then we'd be here for like another six hours. So anything, <laughs> anything you want to say before we wrap this up? Oh man, you asked me this last time. I can't remember what I said. I just think, um, just, just have, have a bit of fun. Um, go, go fucking street and cause some anarchy out on the streets and, uh, and that's it, man. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Put a smile on your face, celebrate your mates, you know, be, be happy. Like just skating's incredible. Don't try and take too fucking seriously with all this cool style stuff. I mean, if you've got style, that's great, but focus on just having a good fucking time. And that's, that's what counts. I think it shines through, um, and like like I said earlier, more people buy cameras, rep your mates. Like if you ain't got a camera in your crew, start doing it and just put some shit out, mate. It doesn't have to be great, but you feel the vibes. Like when I say great, I mean like the sense of like the tricks, but you put the sense of, you know, what your group is doing, how you're doing stuff. And if it's fun and it's awesome, then it's going to, people are going to feed on that. And, and that's a great thing. We need to do that more rather than, keep putting out promotions and shit where it's just skating, 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 skating. Fed up of it, mate. Let's put, let's put this, let's, let's bring that, let's bring that communication of our, our mind, body and souls together and make this a, a, a pleasant, fun, happy, fucked up thing. And you need to bring out a t-shirt that says make bleeding gully again. It's like corny, mate. <laughs> <laughs> corny. I think I'd just rather... I'd rather bring out an invisible T-shirt and try and sell that. You, you, know? can, you can wear it with your. You can wear it. You can uh, uh, rotate it with your young gang T-shirt. Oh my young gang, young gang, sick. Um, <laughs> I've got neither. So Briggs mentioned that on his podcast on the Wax Toast. So I've neither of those T-shirts now. One went to James, and I think the other went to Marius. <laughs> oh right. But they both okay. good homes. I might buy another one if he's got one. Although I think he said he sold out, but yeah, <laughs> young gang. Michael Briggs, he's fucking man. He's got some great ideas. Yeah, right. Love it. Let's wrap this up. Right, cheers, good, Dave. Man. Good Thank talking you. to you, Thank man. You opportunity. Um, I'm sure I missed shit out, but yeah, it's all good. Thanks, mate. Anytime. Speak soon. All the best.